Lindy, Casey, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back and better than ever. That's right. Season two. Here we come. <laughs> I'm really excited. I am too. We um we already know what's happening. We've already recorded a couple of episodes. That's right. We're on top of it. We're we're organized this year. Yeah, we got our act together. That's right. Well, you know, first year you learn a lot, or first season, I guess you should say, which took a year. It did take a year. <laughs> we learned a lot, um, but now we're back and we're excited for you know to take everything we've learned and to put it into this next season. Yeah, we are. I mean, the heart of Springs and Roots is conversations about the intersection of our lives and our faith. And we are taking that a step even further, I think, and really taking a deep dive into the Bible and what the Bible has to say about certain things. And you're going to hear all about that in this first episode. Um, But we're just excited about what's coming. Yeah. So stay tuned and keep listening. And thanks for joining us back here again for season two of the Springs and Roots podcast. In 2020, so far, we've seen our president impeached and acquitted. We've seen the coronavirus declared a worldwide pandemic. We have had a national state of emergency for our entire nation. Our nation shut down for weeks. Masks have become the normal and getting your temperature taken before entering places. The 2020 Olympics was postponed. Then on May 25th, the nation watched the death of George Floyd and how horrific that was. It sparked protests, riots, murders on the streets of our nation. So many people have lost their lives, their businesses due to the coronavirus and the riots. We have uncovered uh, massive scandals in our nation of human trafficking. We've seen the cancel culture. We've seen schools um, be online, kids staying at home, parents working from home. And now here we are only in September. It's so strange to say only in September. And we're approaching the flu season and an election. (laughs) So no big deal. Yeah. (laughs) We are truly living in unprecedented times. Um, But as I've been thinking about all this, Casey, what I've thought about is that we aren't the only ones in human history, to have lived through hard times, to have seen things of such a massive degree affect our daily lives. Um, I actually think that for our lifetimes, the reason why this is so hard is because we have truly lived for the last, I'll say, my 43 years <laughs> in pretty much times of peace and security and, mm-hmm. and safety. But, you know, history is filled with the struggles of people and the struggles just like we're talking about, you know, social unrest, um, sickness, disease. So in the middle of all of this, what I do, and I think what many believers do is we go back to the word of God. We go back to Jesus. And I thought about has the gospels opened that really the uh, Jewish nation was also living in a time of unrest. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the Romans had taken over their land and they were no longer in charge. Yeah. Can you imagine a nation coming to America and telling us how we needed to live? Mm -hmm. 
that would probably actually make to this year look <laughs> very, you know, minuscule. But that's what the Jews were facing. So in the middle of that 2,000 years ago, Jesus comes onto the scene and he gives um, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. And it is a sermon that has, you know, held true to the test of time. And these are the topics that Jesus talks about. He talks about that you will be blessed if you are persecuted for righteousness sake. He talks about believers are called to be the salt and the light of the earth. He talks about murder and adultery actually beginning in the heart. He says that marriage is sacred. He teaches us to love our enemies and to bless those that curse us. He tells us do good in the secret place where God alone sees. And then he gives us the model prayer where he asks for the, God, the kingdom of God to come on earth as it is in heaven. He encourages us to lay up treasures in heaven and not on this earth. And then he says, don't worry about your life. God's taking care of you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He says, don't judge your brother without first dealing with your own problems. And then he says, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. If your natural father knows how to give you good things, how much more will your heavenly father give you? And then he says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who will go in by it. But narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. He says, we will know people by their fruit. And he ends all of this by saying, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So, The heart of our podcast is to talk about the Lord and how our faith intersects our life. But in the middle of all of the things that I began with and what we've seen in 2020, the winds have come and the rain has come and it is shaking. And Jesus says the answer is to not only hear his words, but to do them. And so... We have, um, this is a new season. And so with this new season, the Lord has been, has put things on our heart that we want to share. And actually he gave it to you, Casey, um, the heart of the season. And I just wanted you to share in the context of, of all of this, what we're going to do this season. This summer, we started really talking and planning early on about what this next season was going to look like. Season two of Springs and Roots. And We realized really quickly that if we don't have some really firm plans, we're going to start repeating ourselves (laughs) because we we have a lot of topics that we like to cover over and over again just in our own personal conversation. And we want to challenge ourselves and go different places. And so we started just thinking about what what's happening, what's going on in the world and what's the answer. And Jesus is the answer. Obviously, I mean, that is just there's no doubt about that. But my heart really started to just turn over this idea of being in the Word. What does the Bible say about what we're going through? I mean, we look around and, you know, we've been kept out of churches. And so we're not hearing the Word necessarily. I mean, 
sure there's online church, but I don't know about you. It's not quite the same for me. Online church. No, like it's, the, it's not the same. God bless you pastors for your hard work, but it's not the I know, same. I know it's true. I know they, I am so I've thought that often during this season. I'm not, I'm so glad I'm not a pastor and have to deal with that leadership responsibility, but yes, it's just not the same. And, um, I just started, you know, kind of like mulling over, like, what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible have to say about what's going on? And kind of the recognition that it's not really being heard. I think I hear a lot of what the Bible says about anxiety because everybody's feeling anxiety or what the Bible says about justice, because that's a big, you know, topic of conversation going on in our country right now. And so I'm hearing those kind of things, but like specifically, I want to know, like, what does the Bible say about what's going on? Yeah. So I think that that, um, that just kind of started purring in my heart for lack of a better term. And I just, yeah. So we, we want to tackle that this season. We want to talk about it. It's important to know we can't, the Bible is the word of God, plain and simple. And so if we want to know where to go and what to do next, we need to know what the Bible has to say. Yeah. And it's relevant today. It was relevant 2000 years ago when Jesus first spoke the words. It was relevant 70 years ago. It was relevant yesterday. It's relevant today and it will be forever. And it has something to say about what's going on in our lives individually, in our lives corporately as a body of believers and in and it has something to say and speak into what's going on in our world and in a cultural in this cultural moment we find ourselves in. So it's important to know and know how to study it, know how to read it. Yeah. And so since we're going to, you know, base this whole next season on, you know, diving into what the Bible says about certain topics, we wanted to talk today just, you know, about a couple of things. You know, one of them is the authority of God's word. And, you know, we believe that most of our audience are people who consider themselves born again believers in Jesus. But what we see is that many people today um, that would say that about themselves aren't really actually resting their lives on the foundation of the word of God. And that's why that first scripture that I read is so important. Mm -hmm. It's because, you know, the house represents our lives. And so that's what people are experiencing right now. Christians. Yeah. Yeah, Christians are experiencing that shaking. And so if you're a believer today and you're, you feel like your world is shaking because of everything that I said at the beginning is shaking, then here's the question. Are you resting your life on the word of God? Are you hearing his word and then doing it, putting it into action? And the first question you may need to ask yourself is, do you truly believe that the word of God is the standard for which you should live your life and the standard for which you create all of the things that you believe? Yeah. And I think... This time has been a great example of that because I don't know about you, but my faith has been not my faith, but my my I've never doubted who God is in this season. That part has never. But I have definitely felt the shaking. Right. Like I have felt God say, Casey, we have some idols that need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. We have some fears that need to be dealt with. Like I have felt that shaking internally mm-hmm. um, in my own walk in a good way. But I think if ever um, there is a time where we've had to realize like our faith is on us, it's this because we're not in church. We're That's not right. gathering with another 
corporate body of believers that feed, which is good and right and healthy and needed. Yes. But we're we're kind of it really is up to us if we want to walk with the Lord, if we want a relationship with the Lord. Yes, we can go to church and that can be a great jumping off point, but you have to go deeper. You have to own your faith. That's right. Yeah, and that comes from spending time with the Lord and spending mm-hmm. time in his word. Um to know someone, you listen to what they say. Yeah. I know Casey pretty well because I listen to her. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So in this season too, another thing that has come up a lot um, is false beliefs yeah. or false teachings, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Because um, believers are actually realizing that we do live in the age of deception. Yeah. And by the way, friends, when um, the disciples asked Jesus what's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age, which... You know, it's cliche, but it's true. We're closer now than we've ever been. Yep. The first thing he said was, take heed that you're not deceived. And so so I think it's good that it's believers important. are talking yeah. about this. Like, I, I, I get happy when people call me and they're like, what about this person? <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me listen. Usually what it always comes down to for me is it's the whole counsel of God's yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. And Paul said that to the Ephesians. He said, I have not shunned to tell you the whole counsel of God's word. And so... For me, if you're going to ask me about a false teaching, I'm like, well, first of all, listen to listen to yeah. what they're saying in its entirety because you could take a clip out of anything and make oh, it yeah, a false you can teaching. Make it work. And then secondly is how does what they're saying line up with the fullness of yeah. the scripture revealed to us? Yeah, that's really good. One of the things we've been talking about a little bit just between ourselves is having a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And that's more important now than ever. And I think this is in line with what you're saying when we're looking at false teaching, when we're looking at events, current events or that sort of thing. Um, what does it mean to look at those through the lens of the Bible with a biblical worldview? What what is that? Act- what good is that? Why is that necessary? What does that actually mean to you? Yes. Well, I guess to me, um, I don't know the answer to this, Casey. <laughs> That's OK. You don't have to know. The an- you don't have to know um, the answer. No, I, I guess for me, it's like intuitive because to me, again, it goes back to, um, what you were saying actually before we began, I hope you, you know, expound on it, but the Bible is a lens that we must look through. And here's what I'll say. Um, what happens to a lot of us is we look through a national worldview. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If you're reading, uh, if you're watching, you know, Fox News, if you're watching CNN or mm-hmm. or NBC or whatever, kind of whatever your go to news source is, you're going to then begin to see current events or other news things or other situations through that perspective yes. that you have heard from those reporters, those sources. So it's sort of like replacing all of those with the Bible. That's right. <laughs> Instead of looking to the TV or the internet or your phone for your news source, you start with the Bible. What does scripture say? What does it have to say to me today? Lord, what are you speaking to me today? And using that as your lens yes. to view, then you use that, you use the Bible as your lens while you're watching CNN or Fox yes. or reading, scrolling on, you know, internet on your phone. Yes. And I think a lot of times Times we um, Christians uh, use the Bible as like a magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you have yeah. to say to me today, Lord? And let it fall open. What's my blessing today? Right. What word do you have for me? And sometimes that works. Yeah. Sometimes you get lucky because yeah. there's a lot of good stuff in there. But I think that um, 
I think that the Lord wants us. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be our magic eight ball. Right. He wants to be our source of life. Yeah. And the only way that that actually happens is by using the Bible on a daily basis. And instead of using it as, you know, what's going to happen today, Lord, or whatever, you actually use it as a lens. Okay. The Bible says this. And so then I pick that lens up and I put those glasses on and I, I then look at what's happening around me with scripture as the filter. Right. First. So I'll give you an example of how I use the scripture to have a biblical worldview. Okay. Okay. So the Bible from the beginning to the end shows us the pattern of the way that God interacts with individuals and nations. Yes. And so when we see on the news a worldwide event that is happening, um, such as the coronavirus, you know, outbreak, or even how the world is responding to it, then I see, okay, something is happening that is affecting the whole world. Well, I know that the scripture says that towards the end of the age, there's going to be a one world government and there is going to come a savior to the world. And in fact, the scripture I just quoted in Matthew 24, Jesus says, take ye that you're not deceived. He said, many Christ, many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. Well, Christ means savior. So, you yeah. know, there's going to be a problem in the world yep. that and one person, to solve it. that's right. One person is going to be the savior for it. And so when something happens worldwide, my ears perk up, as I think a lot of Christians do. But mm-hmm. what I have found is a lot of people are getting fear. Yes. I don't get afraid. I get excited because <laughs> I'm like, come Lord Jesus. You yeah. know, I'm ready for, I'm not ready for, you know, this meaning like I can take anything on, but I'm ready for Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'm ready for that day. And so um, here's another example. Ancient Israel, learn their history, learn their patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, when the nation turned away from God, Ugh. they received judgment. They received leaders that were poor leaders that yep. led the people astray even more. Yep. And then sometimes in God's mercy, he would raise up a good leader. So when I look at national events, you know, in my nation, the pattern is that if the people turn away from God, then the nation... Um, the nation gets worse. Yeah. And free will conditions gets worse. That's right. And so that doesn't surprise me. That is a pattern in the scripture. And so a worldview means I see how God works with nations. I see how he works with individuals. And so when I see things happening, um, I put them through the lens of scripture. Um, When you said the word lens earlier this morning, what I thought of is eyeglasses. Yeah. You put on your eyeglasses, they have lenses and they help you see more clearly. Yep. So if we look at our lives and what's going on through how God interacts with men and how he interacts with nations, that's, that's a biblical yeah. worldview. I think that's a good starting place. I mean, cause that's really what the Bible is, is it's his relationship with us and a nation. And, yeah. and, and so that's a really good, just simplified way of looking at yeah. it. Like what is he, how does he deal with people and how does he deal with nations and how, how does that look? What does that look like now? with what we're going through. Yes. And having those patterns, you know, in the scripture, um, just, I don't know it, it's, that makes it really easy to me. Um, because that also makes me feel at peace and at rest, you know, before I'm an American, I'm a child of God Yes, and I'm not looking for America to solve all my problems. I'm looking for Jesus to save me from my problems. (laughs) Well, and I think even when you were talking about all the, you know, quote unquote saviors, the thought that I had run through my head was that, you know, not all those, not all of those might be bad. Like there might be, there might be 
men or women who rise up who have a solution to a problem that's effective. However, when we cast our hopes on that and our and when we Amen. when we lean into that as this is what's saving us, that's a false belief. That's a false we are we are putting a false identity on them mm-hmm. that maybe they're not even claiming. Now some will rise up and claim, I am the savior, look at what I've done, I have fixed the problem. But I think that we just have to be really careful because I think sometimes um, it's going to be that wolf in sheep's clothing, and we have attributed um, salvation to them and on them or to them in a way that's not appropriate. And so, yeah. I think we have to guard our hearts against that, even when it's good, even when there's good things, because there will be moments of that. So, well, Casey, I agree with you, and you could also attest that to a system like the government. Yeah, you yeah. could also attest that. Here's another one to your pastor and your church, mm-hmm. you know? And so that is why when this shaking happens, and here's the thing, yeah. there, there's a reason. This is another biblical worldview point. <laughs> God brings shaking because he wants He wants the things that are not of him yeah. in our lives for them to come to the surface so that we can yeah. we can look at them and say, like you shared about yourself, and I've absolutely gone through the same thing during this. There's things in myself where I'm like, this does not align with who God mm-hmm. says he is and yeah. who God says I am. Yep. So therefore this must go um, in my thought pattern, in my mind and mm-hmm. my character and things like that. So shaking is actually meant for our good. And yeah. that's truly what I believe is happening right now. I I think that all of this shaking is, is sifting yes. and it's separating, yes. you know, the wheat from the chaff and it's separating. And so for those that hear this call, rise to look to Jesus as our one and only he's the center. He's our savior. No other. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, It stirs my heart up a lot. Cause I, I do think that that's exactly what's happened. I think back to, uh, you know, the beginning, I think we may have mentioned this at the end of last season when all the, you know, chaos was kind of starting to swirl, but how at the beginning of the year, everybody was like 2020, the year of perfect vision. And everybody's like, this has not been, but you know what? It totally has. Totally has. It totally has been. It is not what we thought it was going to be. I mean, I personally, I thought 2020 is going to be the year where I just see everything clearly and I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to walk in it. And that is exactly what has happened, but not under the perspective of like a happy go lucky. Yeah. More like a God is like, let's let's remove the the foggy lenses. Let's let you see what actually is in your life, what actually is happening, where the roots are that need to be dug up. I want you to see clearly because I do have plans for you. I do have something more for you, but we have to deal with this first. And I just think it's a little, it is exactly what, you know, the Bible says um, that he will give us the desires of our hearts. And we always think that that means like, you know, when you're little and you read that verse, you're like, oh, Jesus, I want a new camera. Or I'm trying to think about, I want a new bike when I was little, right? Rainbows and sunshine. That's what I want. But the thing is, is that he reveals to us our desires, Good and bad. That's and, right. And, and, and that's what's happening. And it's, it's just kind of that shifting off of all the things that don't matter. Because I don't know about, well, I do know about you, but I don't know about our listeners. But I know that this season hasn't been easy in any way, shape, or form. But the good parts that have come out of it are um, my family is closer. Right. And we're having deeper conversations. 
And um, my husband and I, our relationship is stronger than ever, which is like a miracle because we're home together every day. (laughs) Like, how is that possible? But I just think that we've been intentional. We have, we've, okay, the world has stopped. And so let's be intentional. And so there are some good things that have come out of it, but we've had to put the work in. It hasn't, I'm not just saying, oh, it's been easy, but I think it's a revealing of these things no longer matter. This is what matters. And I feel like even through that, the Lord has said, Casey, it's okay to let your world get really small right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just focus on literally what your eyes see, your fran- your family, your friends, your neighbors. It's okay. And just to be okay with that. And I feel like doing that has really allowed what needed to fall away, those idols, those false securities um, to fall away and really just kind of clarify what work needed to be done. Right. And, 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 and afforded me the time to do it. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm diligent to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to, again, hearing the word, but doing it, putting the doing is like you just said, putting in the time, putting in the effort. And that's really what we all need to do, um, in this season now more than ever. And we have to know what the word says first. And so that's why we're excited about this season. We are going to be, um, tapping, tackling some topics about, um, like what is missing from the gospel today? Mm, That's a good one. I'm excited about that one. I know. Uh, we're going to talk about what it looks like to have a church mindset, um, versus having a kingdom mindset. We're going to talk about the nation of Israel. This is another one. I've had a lot of people, um, telling me lately, I want to know about Israel. Well, guess what? We're going to talk talk about about Israel and how they fit in the end times and lots of other things about the nation as well. We're going to talk about radical obedience. This one. Whew, this one is. Yeah. And we're going to have a guest for this one that is going to be amazing. I'm I know. We're going to talk about, um, is the church filled with idols? I know. This is the one the Lord has been wrecking me with the last couple of months. Yeah. Just wrecking me, me with. Me too. And it's, you know what? We just, we love you guys so much. We want to wreck you too. <laughs> And we're going to talk about what does the Bible say about sexuality? Mm. We got some heavy topics to cover, but I feel like the grace of God is in it. And I'm so excited. Yeah. We've got a couple of, um, well, a few actually wonderful, exciting guests joining us this season Yeah, to have an extra voice in the conversation. So you don't get tired of just hearing what we have to say. That's right. (laughs) Well, and we want to continue to expand, you know, our audience. So we're going to just ask you guys, like, help get the word out for Springs and Roots. What questions do you guys have? I think uh, we'll put a box up today um, on Instagram and um, a little question box in our stories. So go find that and let us know or send us an email if that's easier for you. Springsandroots at gmail.com. What questions do you have? What things have you been wondering? What does the Bible say about this? Or what does God have to say about this? And shoot us a little note and let us know what you're thinking and what what's on your mind, what's on your heart, and how we can pray for you. We're here to pray for you, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we're looking forward to this season, season two. Um, we're not going to shrink back in this time. We're going to go bigger. We got our new podcast studio set up, and uh, we're just excited to just dive into these topics, and we want to interact with you guys. So send us some stuff on social media and let us know what you're thinking, and uh, we're excited that you're here with us. Thank you for being a part of the Springs and Roots family. Yep, we'll see you in two weeks. Same place, same time. God bless. Mm-hmm.